Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week, we discuss a great week for the tribe, the end of the machine in Major League Baseball, and junkie horses. I'm here tonight with two of the best ever. Tommy Burke is here. Hey, Gerbs. How's it going? Thanks for having me. You bet, buddy. Smiling Chuck Rambaldo is here as well. Hey, Tommy tried to weasel his way out of working with me again. He did. <laughs> Sorry about it, Tommy. Always trying to duck you. Yeah. Chuck, let's so start with... Stress. <laughs> you can do it, Tommy. We believe in you, buddy. I'm going hang- to hang in there. Hey, we're going to start with Chucky tonight. June 22nd starts an online auction for the oldest bottle of whiskey known to exist. Old Ingledew whiskey was distilled in LaGrange, Georgia in the 1760s, and carbon dating sets the age of the bottle at somewhere between 1762 and 1802. Now, that's a 40-year window, so carbon dating is not a whole lot better than, guess, a decade dating. But anyway... The bottle was originally purchased by J.P. Morgan and gifted to James Burns of South Carolina, who then re-gifted it to a guy named Francis Drake. Not sure if that was a big deal in the 1800s, but he probably figured nobody would find out. The Drake family then held the bottle for the next three generations. The auction is expected to bring in $20,000 to $40,000 for the bottle. So Chuck, are you interested in tasting a 260-year-old bottle of whiskey? And have you given any thought to what you're going to get from me for Christmas next year? <laughs> I would be interested in tasting it. This is so far off from the, what we talked about with the beer in the Egypt when they right. found, right. I want no part of a cursed beer, but a re-gifted <laughs> whiskey that is 200 plus years old. I think I'd be interested in swigging some of that. It doesn't go bad, right? Uh, no, it only gets better as far as I know. And JP Morgan, famous name, right? It was a gift from him. Yeah. That's some nice lineage. He apparently bought a bunch of the bottles and he gave them to people like uh, the Roosevelt's and and other famous people like that. And somehow this guy Burns ended up with it and didn't want it enough. So he gave it to somebody (laughs) else. But, you know, his loss, apparently your gain. So set your 20,000 bucks aside or, you know, a couple of Bitcoins, whatever you got. And (laughs) get your hands on some 260 year old whiskey. But let's go ahead. Start our first segment. We'll stay at home. Start with our tribe week cap. And I think this was a week where we underestimated and overestimated the Indians. They swept the Royals out of first place at the beginning of the week, finished the week 18 and 14, a game back of the White Sox. But they followed up that sweep with Royals by being no hit for the second time in less than 30 games. Chuck, I know that when we first talked about how many times there might be no hit this season, you took the over, which was one and a half. (laughs) And it seems silly now, but I think we need to set a new over under. And what do you think it should be? Six. Two and a two and a half. (laughs) Don't you think two and a half is too low? If they stay on pace and get no hit once a month for the season. Yeah. Yeah. But I cashed in on that first bet. So I'm playing with house money. So I I would set that at two and a half. I think it's possible, honestly, for them to get no hit again. So I would still take the over if it was two and a half. I think it might be possible for them to get no hit twice because there's a lot of season left and they're still regularly putting three to four guys in the lineup who are batting less than 200. I feel like that's a recipe for two more no hitters when there are 130 games left to play. What do you think, Tom? I say let's, you know, mix in a perfect game or something, too. Let's get make it more interesting. Let's have a lot of fun with it. 
<laughs> yeah, I would agree with you. It's crazy though. You 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 go against KC, you're hitting the ball like crazy, um, and then you go up against Cincinnati and and Miley. I did. I didn't see anything special with the guy. He was throwing a lot of junk, right. and we were just not, you know we're swinging at stuff in the dirt. I I don't know what they were doing. I I could see uh, you putting the over under it if you did it. At what, three and a half? Yeah. yeah you I might, you, you, you might have be. to take the over. It's too easy to make a two and a half, Chuck. Sorry. that's We made it easy for you once. We're not going to do that again. <laughs> Wait, you questioned <laughs> it when I said I wanted to take the over. Not only that, we both went the other way with it. We yeah. said there's no way. Well, that was still the safe bet. It only happened seven times in 50 years or something like that, but it happened... Right. To the Indians twice, and there's still just so much season left. Does <laughs> does the stat department know if anybody's been hit no hit three times in a season, or would this be a major? That would be a record. record. The most that's ever happened is twice. I'd still take the over, even if you set it at three and a half. I'd still take the over. I'm I think a, that that's the safe bet. Yeah. There's still so many games left to play. Anyway, it's a shame that we have to talk about that when overall it was a great week, but. I still have a lot of problems with these guys, even though they did have a successful week last week. I don't think the no-hitter was the worst news of the week. I think it's Roberto Perez getting injured and being out now eight to ten weeks. Tommy, what do you think that's going to mean for the rotation? You know, that, that definitely hurts the rotation. Obviously, he calls a great game, and everybody loves having him behind the plate. So it's it's going to be a struggle to adapt to Hedges back there. I, I always get it confused. There's what Henches is the pitcher, right? And Hedges is our catcher. Yes. Yes. I so think Hedges, you're right. yeah, but it could so, be the other way. And right. And, and really between the two of them, who really cares? Neither one of them are doing anything <laughs> that special. But uh Hedges, you know, I mean he does he does a fine job back there. These guys will adjust. I don't think that's going to be a huge issue. But I you know obviously Robbie is the the best defender in, in baseball as a catcher by the way, not just overall. Or you but, don't think uh, he's the single best defensive player in he all may be the baseball, greatest defensive Tom? player that's ever that's played. That's what you said, and that's how I'm going to edit it for sure. <laughs> I meant the best defensive catcher in the league, but, you know, however you want to edit it is fine. It's, you know, you, you're going to miss that. I mean, obviously, he wasn't doing that much at the plate, so it's, you're not missing a whole lot as far right. as the hitting. So it really does all come down to just calling the game and just having that comfort with him back there you know knowing that basically nothing gets past the guy so so they'll miss him I, I think the rotation part probably works out but I think it's the defense is where they're going to struggle a little bit we said all through spring training that we thought the defense was going to be the strength of the team and they just lost the best defensive player in all of baseball yeah and in 32 games this year the Indians have committed 23 errors they had six errors last week. They rank in the lower third for in Major League Baseball for fielding percentage. Jose Ramirez has seven errors already this year. Jimenez has five. That's 12 errors in 32 games on the left side of your infield, which I think works out to something like a thousand. I did the math over the course of the season. What the <laughs> hell is going on with our defense, Chuck? It, the seven errors reminds me of maybe my college career at third base. Um, probably through oh, three, ga through three games, that. I might have had seven errors. You just can't compare I, errors, Chuck. I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because I thought, man, they have to be really great defensively. And then I did see that stat, though, uh, that he had seven errors. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, for for any any position, let alone third base. But now you're talking about the entire left side of their infield not playing all that solid. That's almost terrifying because, like you're saying, at least four guys aren't hitting over 200. So it's not like you're knocking in a ton of runs. I think they're averaging four point something a game, uh, which is below league average, a little bit below. So I thought. <laughs> man, they got to play perfect defense uh, to yeah. do a nice job in this division. And it makes me extremely nervous now that your catcher 
not in question. I'm sure the guy will be great, uh, but that your left side of your infield is a liability. That's horrible. Berkey, do you think this team can win the division with an offense and a defense that play in the lower third of all of baseball? I mean, it's not a good formula. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one I would go with. But, uh, you know, we're, we're managing to hang in. Um, you know, we're actually doing okay. Our, you know, our pitching, you know, a lot of it obviously has to do with the fact that our pitching has been solid. Savali obviously continues to be strong. Bieber actually had one of his worst starts and still ended up getting still the win. One. It was yep. fine. Nine Ks. Uh, but, he, you know, he had more walks, I think, than he, you know, would normally have uh, give up, I think, nine hits, too. You know, this is not your normal beer, but, you know, they still went out and got him a win. So the pitching is is what's, you know, keeping them in. And the, the bullpen's been lights out. Classe had a, had a rough one the other night. But, you know what, he was due for that. I mean, the guy has been yeah, literally lights yeah. out the whole season so far. So, you know, he was due for a, just a bad outing. Hopefully he can, you know, shake that off and come back and have a strong one. I'm um, actually surprised that you don't think he should be sent down. <laughs> Why? Because you're being, you're being correct very on for- Logan Allen? <laughs> you're being very forgiving, Tom. <laughs> I'll give him that one. Okay. But I tell you what, if there's a second one, there's going to be a, a letter written. I, I don't like what I see with the defense. I really don't like what they're doing with bigger beard Ahmed Rosario. Um, (laughs) Having him play interchangeably from shortstop to center field seems to me to be really tough because I don't think he's really great at either one of those. He's done all right in center field, but they, they plug him in at shortstop and he had a couple errors last week and it just doesn't look good. And you're talking about up the middle struggling. I don't know if the new Ramirez that they found for center field is going to be the answer, but I don't know if that guy's a great defensive center fielder. This should probably all normalize over the course of the season, right? These guys are all going to kind of regress back to what their normal behavior is on defense. And maybe Ramirez will only have seven errors for the entire season or something like that. But if they don't get that figured out soon, I don't know how much longer they can they can keep winning games unless the offense really picks up. I don't want to be all negative on the <laughs> Indians when they had this fantastic week where they were five and one. Who had a good week? Well, I'm going to go a little different route than, you know, the kind of obvious ones that would normally stand out. I would actually say that that other Ramirez, Harold Ramirez, actually, I thought added a little bit of a spark. He had some solid hits, some big hits and, and yeah, big hit the moments. Ball really well. Yep. And so it knocked in some runs when when they were needed. And but you mentioned defensively. There was definitely some communication issues out there between him and some of the other outfielders, which I think will be eliminated here after, you know, you get some more reps out there. You know, the night where the ball landed between him and and Naylor, Angel Hernandez or whatever that umpire's name is, it completely blew the whole call and the whole thing was messed up. But, you know, when it really comes down to it, our guys should actually catch that ball. So right. that would have that would have helped things uh, yeah. as far as that that play. Um, so that was just, you know, some of that communication stuff and things. You just got to get used to playing around these guys and so he was you know he kind of came out of nowhere and had a had a huge week week and a half and you know he contributed I thought he had a good week yeah he definitely hit the ball really well that was a nice nice guy to have in the lineup nice bat can you name a single other umpire in Major League Baseball besides Angel Hernandez and the only (laughs) reason we the hatred for him is so strong (laughs) (laughs) how does this guy still have a job uh chucky who do you think had a good week for the tribe well it upsets me that tommy went the other way because that's normally my thing and <laughs> phil always goes the easy route yeah, so yeah i had ramirez as well the guy had five hits three doubles i think somewhere along there but uh, i know it's early in uh may so it's it's over a week it's 10 days but uh, i believe Naylor's hitting around 300 if not above there with a few doubles so i'll say he had a good week i'll, I'll go with him since tommy stole my thunder <laughs> i thought the plate discipline 
was much better in the games this week, especially Reyes and Naylor, both taking walks. Naylor did a much better job in the last week of swinging at strikes. And amazingly, it paid off. He hit the ball really well. (laughs) Wow. I thought their two out hitting this week was really good. I thought the young pitchers. Tristan McKenzie having a nice one. That was nice to see. I I was almost going to go with him, but, you know, it was one one game, but it it was nice to get a good start out of him. I think McKenzie, Plesak, and Savali all, all had good starts during the week. And to look at a former member of the tribe who had a good week unfrozen caveman center fielder ben gamble got picked up by the <laughs> pirates really oh, wow now i don't know what level of the organization he's going to but chucky you might hop on the highway and head down to Pittsburgh. nice <laughs> maybe you get a picture taken with him or something for us just heckle him be the only guy in the center field bleachers heckling him tommy who had a bad week for the tribe i gotta go with ahmed rosario is the main one that kind of stands out to me he's just not hitting but i kind of had two in mind because Yu Chang, the opportunities he's had, he's batting like 150. He has done nothing. He's an O for every time he's getting any kind of time in there. So it's it's kind of disappointing because Yu Chang actually coming out of spring training showed some promise and actually showed some power too. And he has just done nothing with the opportunities he's been given. So I don't know how long they're going to ride that one or if, or if you know, maybe they're going to make a, a change and give somebody else yeah. a chance. He, he might be on his way out soon. I, I saw that too. He just hasn't done anything. Chucky, what about you? Once again, Tommy steals what I'm about. I can expand a bit, Tommy, with an actual <laughs> stat line, even though you did provide some. Whatever slug they trot out at first base, it is a debacle offensively. <laughs> uh, whether it's Bauer or Yu Chang, 18 for 104 this year with one home run. So I could say anybody they put over there is ultimately disappointing this week, this month, last month, whatever it is. Uh, Something has to change to get some offensive production out of a corner position, I hope. Surprisingly, Bauer has actually had a decent, what, week and a half or so, which is, of course, well, for him. Well, then he must have upped that stat line to get yeah. to 18 out of 104. Right. And he's the, the one home run, which was actually a yeah. huge home run in that one yeah. you know, game against KC. Yeah, I mean, for him, he actually had he's had a solid. Well, he, in the last seven days, Bowers is hitting 300. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he had a decent week, but at one point I had a line in here that I thought was going to be good, that it was a it was a big week for players batting less than 250 having bat flips because Bowers and Naylor <laughs> had home runs where they had bat yeah. flips afterwards. I think it's funny when you're a terrible hitter, but then they both started yeah. hitting well, so the joke kind of lost. <laughs> no, I think it was still good. It, it Bowers went nuts after that home run. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I had the defense was bad. The no hitter was bad. You know, Sean Class A both got roughed up, but it's hard to put them in a bad category because after they were roughed up, their ERAs were respectively... 2.03 and 1.26 wow. so, <laughs> even after some bad Ooh. outings they were still pretty awesome let it slide if that's the bad week for the tribe we're doing okay and i think that's what shows that you know overall when they hit just a little <laughs> they don't even have to play good defense apparently and they can win games yeah. against decent teams looking ahead to next week the shitty cubs come to town for two games starting tomorrow And then the tribe starts a West Coast swing with four against the Mariners. We're probably not going to talk about any of those games on the West Coast because they're all going to be played after I go to bed. So (laughs) I'm not going to watch any of that. Chucky, what are you looking forward to next week? I'm going to stick with like some run production here. I I read a really great article, so I'm I'm somewhat prepared, which is nice. If they score four runs (laughs) in a game, they're 14 and one. So it just tells you how great that pitching staff is, whether yeah. it's starters or bullpen. So uh, what I'm looking towards this week, hurt my heart a little. The Cubs are coming back to town. Was the last time they were in town was the World Series or was it, they may mm-hmm. have came before that. But 
hopefully looking for five runs a game, and I think it'll be a great week for them. Well, Gerbs, I'm with you. Uh, those late games, what I'm looking forward to is looking at the box scores the next day. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a fun morning, each morning, just looking to see what had happened while I was yeah. passed out. Yeah, I'm again, it, they're starting to actually string hits together and not just rely on the home runs, and I'd, I'd like to see more of that, more offense, more, you know, hopefully getting some of those averages up above 200 for some of the guys, you know, and the guys that have been hitting just continue to hit in, in big spots. You mentioned earlier the hits with two outs. Let's see yeah. some more of that. Get some big hits in, in big spots. I think these are all winnable games. Both mm-hmm. the Cubs and the Mariners are hovering right around that 500 range. I think if the Indians want to win the division, these are teams they've got to beat consistently. Take four games this week out of the six, and it's a successful week for the Tribe. And I think it's something that they can do as long as they keep up with what uh, the offense is doing and the pitching keeps delivering. So I think it'll be a good week for them too. And hopefully next week, we're not laughing about the fact that we thought it was going to be a good week. Moving on to the important competition of the day, the Cavs versus the show. <laughs> it's really not that close. This will be our 24th episode. It'll be the last episode we post. So this is it for us. We're capped at 24 before the end of the season, which ends on Sunday. The Cavs are still at 21 wins. They're playing the Pacers right now, and they're losing by eight with about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're pretty much in a tailspin, but they are not mathematically eliminated from this competition yet. So they got four games left tonight against the Pacers. Then they play the Celtics, the Wizards, and the Nets. By the end of the season, maybe the Nets have locked in their playoff spots, so maybe that's a team that's not trying to win. In order for the Cavs to beat the show, they need to win all four games. Show of hands, but don't do that because it's a podcast nobody can see. Does anybody think the Cavs are going to win all four of these games? I don't know what I was thinking from the beginning of this whole competition <laughs> and why I would think that the Cavs are going to win anything. This this has been awful, and I don't even care. if they're Even if a team doesn't have something to play for, I don't see the Cavs beating them. To win four, absolutely not. I don't think they'll even win one. This thing's okay. over. <laughs> Chucky, what do you think? Yeah, like I said last week, I'm hoping it just the wheels continue to fall off. When the biggest highlight of the week is Colin Sexton getting nut-punched by Luka Doncic, that's <laughs> a good Man, sign that, that your up. season... Yeah, he. Got, I think he got tossed from the game. It, he it wasn't intentional. I don't know if it, he said it wasn't intentional, but no. that's your highlight. Uh, let's go 0-4, big pod win. See you next season. I have a feeling that we may be able to call this one before the end of this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, you both jumped over. ahead. And my next question was, do you think they can win three and tie us? And then we got to come up with some sort of like playoff format to see who wins. But based <laughs> on your answer, necessary. <laughs> I don't even know if we need to go there. So why don't we just go ahead and take our first break and then we'll head out on the road. Unprofessional and unprepared is brought to you by this proud sponsor. Hey, ladies, another month, another period. Each menstrual cycle bringing us unwanted bloat intensive cravings, cramping, and emotional instability. On top of all the miseries that come along with Aunt Flo's visit, we also have to worry about proper tampon use and choosing which tampon is the right fit for our light, moderate, and heavy flow days. Luckily, Tampax knows our monthly struggle and has gifted us girls with their new and improved radiant tampons. These tried and true tampons offer a smooth applicator with an anti-slip grip designed for incredible comfort with a leak guard braid that helps stop leaks before they happen. 
also introducing their Pocket Radiant tampon with all the features of the original Radiant, but in a more discreet size. So ladies, be radiant and get more from your tampon. Welcome back, fellas. We are going to head out on the road for our second segment. And for the first time in show history, we are going to cover every major American sport before we end (laughs) this segment. So here we go. (laughs) Starting with professional football and the Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay nonsense. It started again with Schefter on draft night talking about how Rodgers wants out. It has continued to be a talking point, but it really drew my attention because somebody started talking about him coming to the Browns in a trade for Baker Mayfield and and something else. So Tommy, scale of one to 10, one being the invention of the light bulb, 10 being the invention of the Snuggie, which is the official blanket with sleeves. How stupid is the Aaron Rodgers to the Browns idea? It's a Snuggie for sure. Uh, That's at least a nine and a half or so, I think. So Snuggie is better than that idea. No, it's worse. Gotcha. Sorry. Didn't understand my own scale. Go ahead. (laughs) I might need to change because I think the Snuggie is actually a brilliant idea. Anyways, I'll go back to the actual question. It's a very stupid idea. I I have no idea why. Well, yeah, you just know it's just garbage uh, rumors being thrown around and just random ideas because I don't see him going anywhere. Um, I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened pretty much right around draft night. And teams that were even looking at him ended up getting quarterbacks anyways. And they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go for that. So I I think he just finishes his career or maybe he just decides to hang it up. I don't know. So are you interested in Rodgers instead of Baker? I mean, obviously that's very interesting, especially with all the weapons we have to think that, you know, you'd be taking that shot, but with his age and everything, you know what? I, I like what we have. Let's build it the way we're building it. And I think it'll be sweeter that way than just trying to bring in a rental for, you know, the, you know, guy that's obviously a MVP hall of famer. And, you know, if we win, I just don't think it'd be as sweet as if we want it building it the way we're building it. I understand what Tommy's saying. And I agree mostly with Tommy saying Baker is now a Cleveland guy, but if you look at it the other way, you're talking about one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL for the last 10 plus years, and he's never had the weapons in Green Bay that he would have here. I'm great with whoever gets us a championship or goes to a deep playoff run. (laughs) If you're saying right now, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm happy with Baker Mayfield. I know people who own Snuggies. I think this is a 10 no (laughs) because it's not going to happen. But it's interesting to think about plugging in an MVP with that offense and just seeing a guy who could make any throw at any time moving in the pocket, whatever. I I think it would be unbelievably exciting, but I'd rather ride with Baker. Plus, I don't know if you caught any of Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. He kind of sucked at it, but I guess it's his dream, (laughs) though. Maybe that's what he does. He hangs him up and becomes uh, the host of Jeopardy. I think the argument in favor of this is pretty similar to all the arguments made for Brady last year was he was going to a team where he was going to have a million weapons and he wasn't going to have to be the center of attention and the center of winning the game. I'm not really interested. I think Rodgers is older. You're, you're talking about maybe a few more years with him where you've got Baker still long-term. I don't think the Browns do well as the center of drama in the NFL. We had a year when Manziel was on our team and ESPN was reporting every day from training camp. 
And then we had the year when Kitchens was running the team and everybody thought the Browns were going to be good and they got a ton of attention. I would prefer to just stay where we are, kind of under the radar as much as possible and not get involved in any of the Aaron Rodgers nonsense. Who do you think is more likely to leave their team today, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson, because unless he can pay everybody off, dude might be in jail, right? I think he's okay. more likely to leave his team, forced to leave his team, is is my guess. So it's not a great situation. Quick civics lesson. There actually have been no criminal charges against him. He's not Thank facing you. any jail time. He's only facing owing people lots of money. He's not going to jail, but that whole situation, unfortunately, could be what runs him out of Texas for sure. Berkey, what do you think? Rogers or Deshaun Watson or neither? leaving their teams. I'll actually go neither. I'll just go different, go go neither, because um, who's going to want the guy? So if he's going to stay in the NFL, as you say, not be behind bars, I say he stays in Houston and they try to make the best out of it and, you know, enroll with him. I don't see why another team at this point would want to take a shot with him. They want to keep the women in their cities safe. So keep him down in Houston. <laughs> Jeez. With that, our whirlwind tour of sports will move on from football to baseball. Albert Pujols was designated for assignment by the Angels last week, ending his career with them. Pujols may be the founding member of our too long contract club. Some of the other members who are still going, Miguel Cabrera is hitting 149 with two home runs. He's only had 67 at bats, which means he's not playing barely at all. Uh, his contract is up in 2023. Bryce Harper who signed a huge deal, I think, two years ago or a year ago. He's still only 28 years old. He's hitting 300 with six home runs right now, so he's still doing pretty well. But his contract doesn't end until 2031, and we all might be dead of natural causes <laughs> by then. <laughs> There's still a long time left on that one. Uh, I think the guy that people forget who's a member of this club is Robinson Cano, who also signed a 10-year deal. He expires in 2023. He's not playing this year because he got busted for PEDs. <laughs> He expires uh, or the contract does? The contract expires, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I'll say that's um, a crazy contract. That he's just, they, off, <laughs> they off him at the end of it. Tommy, do you think we've seen the last of Pujols in Major League Baseball? I don't know that we've seen the last of him. I could see somebody trying to take a chance and just, or even if he just went back to St. Louis to kind of relive a little of the glory days, just to, you know, for the fans' sake kind of thing. The Anderson Verjao contract? Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Something like that. Uh, but, you know, he, I mean, he's been just obviously going downhill for, for years. It hasn't has not been the same guy. You know, I don't know. I don't know that there's a team that would necessarily need a guy like that right now. He may just, I think on his own, may just go ahead and hang it up and just say, hey, it's, it's enough and move on. I think he probably signs one of those deals with St. Louis to just to come back and retire mm -hmm. as like a Cardinal or something like that. He can't play the field anymore. And he's only hitting like 198. So he doesn't do anybody any good in the American League as like a DH or something like that. I don't really see anybody picking them up. Which of the other two guys nearing the end of their too long contract will actually finish the deal cabrera or cano they're both in 23 is that when you said they both expect? yeah oh man i'd say cano because he gets a year off to rest <laughs> <laughs> he's living it up man uh so no more wear and tear on that body of his and he was also a lot more athletic than uh, miguel cabrera was so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with cano we'll we'll see the end of that contract I think it's funny that after the first week of the season this year, I was wondering in my head whether, and I think we actually talked about it, whether Pujols and Cabrera were going to make productive years this year. 
And uh, that ended really, really quickly. (laughs) And neither of those guys are going to do it. I just, Cabrera is being paid an obscene amount of money to only play like a quarter of the games or something like that. That must be what he's doing if he's only getting, he's only gotten 67 at bats so far. I don't know. I'm not sure either of those guys make it to the end of their deals, but we'll see what happens. But enough baseball. Let's move on and talk professional basketball. Russell Westbrook, NBA's ultimate chucker, is about to break (laughs) Oscar Roberts' triple-double record. The most triple-doubles for a career is 181, and Westbrook tied him last week. And at some point before the end of the season, I am quite sure that Russ is going to manage to get another one in so he breaks the record. Getting a triple-double is hard. Shouldn't this be a bigger deal? Yeah, it should. I mean, I you know nobody ever really thought that someone would match Oscar Robertson as far as actually averaging a triple double for a season I believe Russ did it like three years in a row something like that I mean I yeah. know for sure he had at least two seasons where he did it yeah I thought it was at least two or three seasons there where he's actually averaged a triple double which is just absurd you know obviously he's going to blow past the the 181 or whatever the number was for the career and yes it definitely should be a much bigger deal the guy's just an amazing athlete and amazing player he doesn't get as much of the hype and i don't know you know a lot of people do like him because he's kind of that old school player that goes out there and plays hard and it's it's not like we're all buddies out here and you know hugging after the games or whatever no he's going to go at you and wants to take it to you every every game but for whatever reason i don't know if it's because of the teams he's been on he just he just doesn't really get as much of the hype as some of these other players do and yet he's putting up numbers that are just crazy yeah the numbers are absurd but i think the reason why people don't make that much of a hype about it is he's like a horribly inefficient player i mean Mm -hmm. he scores a lot of points but he takes a ton of shots he's a black hole once he gets the ball in his hands i think that's the issue where does westbrook rank among nba players you'd like to play with who how many minutes am i getting in the game (laughs) <laughs> am I am I a six man? Am I getting like some cleanup minutes? Um, you're getting like 28 minutes a game, so you're you're playing significant minutes. Maybe not starting, but getting a lot of time. I mean, for my brand, I wouldn't want to play with him. <laughs> what is your brand on the basketball court? Chuck? Well, I'm trying to <laughs> like Barkley. What is this? Well, I'm trying to keep a high profile and get like at least a local sponsorship. Like maybe get a Mister Hero sandwich named after me or something. Um, but there's there's that guy that watches Westbrook shoot. <laughs> yeah. I could get maybe uh, maybe an optometrist then would. I could speak for them. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to play with him, but I I think what Tommy said is right. Like the guy is an unbelievable player. I don't care if he's a chucker or a black hole or whatever. It's almost unfathomable in a day and age where all we talk about is load management that this guy is averaging triple doubles still. So would I like to play with him? It depends how how much golfing I'd like to do because the offseason come up a lot sooner when you're not making the playoffs. But he's an unbelievable player. And maybe 10 years from now, people look back and go, wow, this guy was was a throwback and an absolute stud. I don't think he do, he's, he's done himself many favors with teammates in the press. So I think that's why he gets a bad rap. But shit, I don't think I've ever had a triple double in all my games combined playing uh, Nerf basketball with you. So <laughs> no. God bless him. There's one that many opportunities. Uh, there's nobody to pass to. First of all, that was one on one. Pass to myself. <laughs> he plays for the the Wizards now, and I think they have a shot at getting into that play in. Mm. I mean, they're like 12 games under 500 or 10 games under 500 or something like that. But they might get into that play in, and I don't know, man. If you've got a one game playoff against somebody, maybe Russ is a guy you yeah. want on your side because you know he's unstoppable, and you know you're not worried about 
what that's going to be like over the course of five games. And so maybe Russell bring a little bit of excitement. I think it's amazing that he's breaking this record. I think he's, it's amazing that he's doing it in the amount of time that he has, because that guy's still going to be in the league for another three years, at least, if not more. And that gives him a lot of opportunities to, to add to that number. So no rings, no, no other real deep playoff runs for him. I think other than maybe one or two with Oklahoma city, but he is going to have, more triple doubles than anybody else. So last stop, hockey, which is something I know absolutely nothing <laughs> about. This was just too great not to bring up. There was some fighting between the Washington Capitals and the New York Rangers last week. And it started a week ago today on Monday night. They played a game and the Capitals enforcer, who's a guy named Tom Wilson, committed a series of penalties in that Monday night game, including one where he knocked Rangers star Artemi Panarin out Good for the job, rest Gerb. of the season. Nice. Per- you, you did I, did that I do per- that? You did I get it? it? Yeah, you got All it. Right. Knocked him out for the rest of the season with a lower body injury. After that happens on Monday night, the teams get together on Wednesday night and they didn't even try to win the face-off. They just immediately started fighting. Three fights broke out immediately. There were six fights in the first period. There were 10 penalties in the first minute. And Chuck, you're the only one who knows anything about hockey. Is this normal? Because this was fantastic. Uh, It is not normal now. So in like late 70s, even to the 80s, line brawls were normal. Uh, and that's when I say line brawl, it's it's kind of what you're saying. Every dude drops them and you're going, it, the faceoff does not matter. You can see these guys set it up and they talk to each other and said, it's go time and, and, and they're just going to fight. If you did not see what this guy, he's, he is a, fu- pardon my, he is a goon. This dude is yeah. a fucking menace. He is a Hanson brother from Slapshot. Uh, <laughs> but like, with, oh man, yeah. first ever Slapshot I mean, reference yeah. on uh, the pod. That's great. If you did not see what happened, basically the, the play is pretty much over. There's a whistle undercut Panarin uh, with his legs threw him to the ice. And then Panarin's on a fight. He's a, he's a winger. He's a scorer. Like you don't fight those guys. You don't try to hurt those guys. You leave them alone. Uh, old school hockey. Yeah. Like if you, if you just Google like any of the uh, broad street bullies, like the, the flyer stuff from the, those guys lived like that. So all he did was fight people. But in this day and age, when you're trying to protect stars and, and that kind of stuff, it was just. It was horrible to watch highlights. It, it's almost uncomfortable to see that stuff. Well, I wasn't uncomfortable about the part where they just threw their gloves down and started fighting before the puck hit yeah. the ice. That, was, that part was fantastic. But the other part, yeah, like hitting yeah. at somebody who's so defenseless is Basically, awful. when that happens, it's kind of like when a pitcher will throw at a batter to for payback for somebody getting thrown at or to protect something. Uh, that's when those line brawls happen, like something shitty and we're going to take it out on you one way or another. And if they lose fights, they lose them. But it's kind of like protecting the honor of your your club when that happens or your team. So, Tommy, would you rather see one of these opening full team brawls in an NBA game or a Major League Baseball game? Can you imagine how funny it would be if dugouts <laughs> yeah. just cleared before yeah. the first pitch was even thrown? That yeah, would be I, I think I'm going Major League Baseball just because of the, the numbers. It, it would just be an absolute... <laughs> circus out there it's gonna be great those were some of the greatest days ever when some some of those fights back in the day they've obviously been cut down now because these idiot umpires 
already worn the other side after one pitch is thrown and then you can't retaliate and you know the game's just not the way it used to be but man that was that was some fun stuff back in the day when teams would actually go at it and both uh, benches would clear as far as that that, 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 dark place because i didn't know that we were going to be advocating more real violence (laughs) i just thought it was kind of a funny scene to have it happen before the game even started i'm not necessarily advocating for more violence i'm just saying that was fun to watch back in the day i'm not you know i don't (laughs) know And I, I feel bad for Panarin, although I'm still pissed that he left the uh, the Blue Jackets, Jackets to go to the Rangers. Yeah. Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> I guess he got what was coming to him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with your lower body. <laughs> all right, fellas, that is the end of the run through all of the major sports in America. Uh, we're going to take our last break, and we'll head off the field. This episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by Spring. It's that magical time of year again, when the icy cold blanket of snow finally clears away, birds are chirping, the sun is out, and Mother Nature is about to remind us that she does not give a, well, you know, time to shake the winter rust off that golf game? Sounds good, but make sure you bring all your clothes to the course, because the sun that was there when you put your clubs in the car might be chased away by sleet, hail, or grapple before you even tee off. Mother Nature does not care about fixing your slice. Magical time of year? Really? When the sun is out in the morning, but in a blink is traded for ominous clouds, gale force winds, and every imaginable type of rain? That's right. Mother Nature does not care that you are vitamin D deficient. Looks like a beautiful sunny day through the window. Step outside. Oh, wait. It's only 27 degrees out there. Thanks a lot, Mother Nature, you bitter old shrew. Wait, is it... Is it snowing? What the shit? It's the middle of April. Are you fifth? How is it? I really... Spring. I can't believe I fall for this every year. Welcome back, fellas, for our final segment. We'll go off the field, sort of. Let's talk about horse racing. Kentucky Derby winner Medina Spirit tested positive for PEDs this week. Tested positive for a substance called beta-methasone which I think is the same thing Ben Johnson was taking. (laughs) Um, Former President Trump even called the horse a junkie today. Uh, Oh, jeez. Trainer trainer Bob Baffert. (laughs) uh, Trainer Bob Baffert denied the allegations, but he has had issues with positive tests in the past at least four other times that I could find today, including another horse that had won, I think, a triple crown at one point. So not good news for Medina Spirit, not good news for Bob Baffert, who's now been suspended by Churchill Downs, where they host the Kentucky Derby. What do you think the impact of this will be on the city of Medina, population 26,000? Oh, it's definitely a scar for the city. Uh, I'm not sure how they're going to (laughs) recover. You know, it's kind of like uh, the Corona beer having to deal with, you know, coronavirus. Uh, now Medina is going to have to deal with this. Hopefully they can battle back and, <laughs> uh, and get past this. Well, you know that Discount Drug Mart is one of the top 10 employers in the city of Medina. And it kind of makes you think, doesn't it? It, it does make you think. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what it makes me think, but it makes me think something. No. Well, I don't know if they sell beta methasone. Discount Drug Mart has everything. So I would say yes. Okay. Is Bobby Bafford now the Bill Belichick of horse racing? (laughs) I'm trying to think if Bill Belichick ever came up with an excuse as dumb as the one Bafford lobbed up this afternoon. I don't know if you heard him talk about it, but I did not know. 
Okay, he claims that one test issue was created by a groom, somebody who's grooming the horses, I'm assuming not a bride and groom, right. uh, urinating in the stall after he had been taking cough medicine and the horse ate some of that hay. And that's why the horse has now tested positive for what's the discount drug mark drug Bethan said is that a mall? <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Betamethasone. I was yeah. close. Betamethasone. Yeah. Betamethasone. Man, that's the worst, shittiest excuse I've heard in quite some time that somebody who's grooming horses is just deciding to pee in the stalls. But I completely I would say maybe it. this if this is not I don't, yeah, I don't I guess I don't know anything about horse know, grooming at that level. I don't whether know that's either. what happens. Yeah. But it's it surprised me that it was him who came out and said they failed the test and not like Churchill Downs or somebody. Uh so I don't know if he was trying to get in front of it for himself. I think but it's yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um He's he always freaks me out. He's got a terrible haircut. It's uh, just like it looks like what was that shit movie? Was it Powder? Was that the name? (laughs) (laughs) He's like that that, that was a movie. uh, Yes, he's albino looking with like this terrible just bone white hair uh, in transition lenses. uh, Yeah, blue tint glasses. Yeah, he's um, so if this is not his first time, I assume if the question because I don't remember what it was at this point. Is he worse than Bill Belichick? I would say yes, he is. Is he the the (laughs) The new Belichick Belichick of, of horse racing? I don't know if this moves the needle too much because it's horse racing and horse racing is really only important three times a year. Other than that, I'm not really sure people are paying a whole lot of attention to it. I don't know. I mean, Tommy, you, do you think you'll be able to go to the track and and feel like you're betting on a clean race again? Well, first of all, could I just say how funny it is that Trump would call the horse a junkie as if the horse had something to do with it and it was shooting up. And by um, the way, um, Betamethasone is an anti-inflammatory. It's it's like saying he's a junkie because he's on Advil. It's just that horses aren't. So why allowed is it illegal? That stuff. It's it's illegal in horse racing only. I don't know if it's illegal everywhere else. Well, right, but yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah, will I be able to go to a racetrack again? It's been a while. I'm not sure that I've actually been on horses since we were in Chicago that one time, and uh, I definitely want to go back. I actually threw that out there. I think when the Derby was on, I threw out a text and said maybe we could go somewhere that's close to a track too, and. Um, whether they're clean or not, I don't care. I just want to bet. All right, Chucky, how about you? Can you ever trust the sport of horse racing again like you have since you were a kid? <laughs> What's the one that we grew up near? Thistledown or Northfield? Thistledown, thank you. Northfield. Yeah. Which one ran harness racing? Harness is Northfield. Thistledown's the I'm normal. S- Tommy, you are Burke really such a degenerate a gambler like I am. Racing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so ever since then, I've liked going to watch horse racing, and uh, I live... 15 minutes from a casino that has horse racing in the summer it won't prevent me from going to bet i think it's a an awesome time to throw down two to six dollars every 20 some minutes uh, (laughs) and take a shot especially when you see the horses here buddy uh man um i'm taking long shots all day just trying to win any money there's sometimes races here in erie where there's like four horses so uh, (laughs) there's no such thing as a trifecta bet here in erie at that point but it won't stop me from gambling because i will bet on damn near anything I like it. Moving on from Medina spirit and moving into another topic that came up a little bit last week and it got me interested is cameo. And I wasn't really sure why this was a thing, but it came up a little bit last week and I wanted to talk about it again. And then I started diving into it and really enjoyed myself. So cameo is an app or a website where you can contact a celebrity and you can pay them to give you like a short message. 
of some kind, or you give it to somebody else. And Tommy, you might remember last year, Chucky hired Carlos mm -hmm. Baerga to announce our, the location of our trip from last year, which I thought was a baller move until I went on cameo this week and saw that it only cost 30 bucks yes. <laughs> to get Carlos. Baerga. That's right, buddy. I like it because it really is a pure economy for celebrity value. It's just, you set a number and you get your hits and you get your, you know, calls and you get your opportunities or you don't. The numbers are fascinating. David Justice, $159. That's why I passed on him. Logan Allen, $20. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Ward, $200, which seems high. Yeah. Sendejo, not listed. <laughs> Buddy Mercury is a piano playing and singing dog. Only 65 bucks. Oh, man. Dual skilled, only $65. And then somehow Richard Dreyfus is $999. Oh, Given that you are both rational economic actors, I would like to get your view on where you would put your money in several head-to-head -head matchups. So the first is going to be the under $100 head-to-head -head match. Eric <laughs> Roberts, $90. Mark McGrath, $90. Chuck, who are you going with? Oh, man. Maybe Mark McGrath. They had a lot of hits. He's recognizable. I assume he still has frosted tips. So in that cameo video, <laughs> he to better. see his, his blonde <laughs> tips, maybe he could sing. Not that he had a great voice, but Eric Roberts always kind of freaked me out and even freaks me out more than now he's only in Lifetime movies. Tommy, how about you? Eric Roberts or oh. Mark McGrath? Eric Roberts all day long, dude. <laughs> that guy is outstanding. That cameo would just be gold. All right. How about the music industry Head-to-head -head match. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, $200. Wayne Coyne from The Flaming Lips, $100. Tommy, where are you putting your money? Uh, I'm keeping my money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Chucky, how about you? I guess D. Snyder hopefully puts on some makeup, but I, I don't think... 80% of the public would know who the guy from Flaming Lips is. If I would have yeah, yeah, hired him to announce the trip, they'd be like, is that Chuck's uncle? Like, who, who's that guy? It was in the description. That's the only reason I knew who he was. Okay, the performance-enhancing drugs, head-to-head -head matchup. Lance Armstrong, $300. Jose Canseco, $100. Chucky, where's your money going? It is no question I'm going Canseco. He is probably my favorite baseball player of all time and a hundred dollars is a awesome. deal absolutely i might hire him just to say good morning to me so i could watch it over and over <laughs> nice it's a good way to start a day tommy how about you oh i'm, I'm with him uh, canseco for sure yeah and i mean the guy is just a character anyway so you know it would be very entertaining whatever he ended up doing on there Armstrong wants to be like too smart and like too apologetic about the whole thing. Canseco just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, right. yeah, I took steroids. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. I was awesome at it. I was awesome <laughs> playing baseball when I was doing yeah. it. And let me tell you about a few hundred other players that did. Yeah. 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 Is the there Bob an Woodward of Major League Baseball. <laughs> Is there an opportunity for that hundred that you get his brother Ozzy Canseco as well? Boy, I didn't look up Ozzy, but that's, um, I'm sure that's on the table. <laughs> All right. How about the NBA big man head-to-head -head match? JaVale McGee, $500. What? Jeez, oh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh -oh. $500. How the fuck is JaVale McGee <laughs> <laughs> the same price as Kareem? Kareem is the all-time leading scorer in the history of professional basketball. Burke, I guess you're on McGee. Chuck, who are you on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't need Kareem uh, preaching to me or, you know, 
trying to teach me something i just you know i'm trying to laugh here oh, like martial arts it's it sounds <laughs> like arts. maybe uh mcgee's people said this would be good for you to be on here and he didn't want to be bothered and he said i'll yeah. just do it for 500 knowing he wouldn't get any so yeah i would go with kareem man and put on those rec specs or whatever he was wearing yeah do it. all right last one most important one head-to-head match cleveland sports heroes terry francona 200 bucks bernie kosar of course $219. Tommy, <laughs> where's your money going? I don't think you really needed to ask me no. that, but that's definitely going to Bernie. <laughs> Chucky, what about you? Absolutely, Bernie Kosar. All right. Yeah, that, that's the smart bet. I would go with Bernie too. Anyway, that's Cameo, which I think is fantastic. And I don't know if it's a service I'll ever use for anything, but I really enjoyed learning about it. Moving on to our closing topic. Tommy, where is the weight loss at this week? <laughs> Oh, it wasn't a good week. I actually went backwards a little bit by a couple Uh-oh. of pounds. Yeah, just, you know, uh, one of my sons had his birthday and then, you know, there was just a couple cheap meals in there. So y- if you go away from the Nutrisystem at all, it is crazy oh, how wow, your okay. numbers bounce around. If I have like a bad day where I'm, you know, kind of eating a little bit, some junk or whatever. I mean, I, I can weigh myself and it could be like a four or five pound difference. But then if I switch right back and I have a, a good day after that, I could be right back to where I was or even having lost some so it's just weird how it's how it affects your body and then at the same time too when i have some of the food that's not on the plan how it really can mess with my stomach and everything too like my body really reacts to it so i think nutrisystem is also poisoning me in a way to where i if i eat something outside <laughs> <Yeah>. of nutrisystem <laughs> it punishes me like you wouldn't believe and uh i will be only eating nutrisystem for the next well however many years i have left on this planet that's a tough thing to bring up publicly because i know that you recently passed your background check and you can now take Jared's spot as a spokesman for Subway. So to hear that you're not going to be eating any other meals <laughs> is probably going to hurt that opportunity. But why was it so tough to pass that background check? <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Tom. That's not yeah. a real question. So where are you at then? Well, let's see. I was at 38. So I'm like at uh, like 36 or like 35 or 36. I had a good day today. Again, I'll probably be kind of back to where I was and hopefully pushing past that, but we'll you know, we'll see. So let's get some ideas to get you to 40 this week. Mm-hmm. What, what can we, what, what, what are some things that you can do that you can physically handle? Cause I feel like sticking to the food seems like the best plan, but you know, <laughs> right. is there, is there more walking you can be doing? Is there, yeah, we're actually, God forbid we have to do any more pushups. I mean, what, <laughs> what can we do to, to help you get, cause I know that 40 was a goal a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We want to see you get there because it's a big milestone. Yeah. And- because we no, I'm gonna. Get, I mean, I'm gonna get there and well beyond because I still have plenty, plenty of work to do. So forty, as great as forty would be, I gotta blow past that and keep going. So, but I'm de- Yeah, I'll definitely do some some more walking and stuff this week. We actually have some decent weather coming where at least it's dry. We've been getting so much rain. Yeah, the weather here has been awful. So it just hasn't been you know great for for getting outside much. So, uh, but this week looks pretty nice. This is what I want you to do at every meal. I want you to send Chuck a picture of what you're eating mm-hmm. to keep you honest and on Nutrisystem <laughs> for the rest of the week. Chuck, is that okay with you? I love getting food pictures. So yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Yeah, these would be real, real interesting pictures. I'm interested. Accountability. Yeah. Tommy, accountability, man. We're here for you. We're going to help keep you honest. Get you back on track, buddy. <laughs> Sounds good. Fellas, we are out of time. I am out of questions. This was fantastic. Have a great week. And let's do this again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks, brother. Thanks, guys.
I was surprised by how good Miley was. I really enjoyed all three songs. Yeah. Would she do the punk rock stuff? Doesn't she have a new album that's like punk rock stuff? I, I heard a version it's of where rocky, it's, yeah. it's her with like yeah. Stevie Nicks. Stevie it was Nicks. like really good. Yeah. Funny <clears throat> that, you, that you say that because Tammy and I were watching it and Tammy's just like, I don't know, Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, man, if you close your eyes and you forget Hannah Montana and yeah. all the crazy <laughs> stuff with her behavior and her weirdness, she sounded like Sounds an like old Stevie school Nicks, Stevie yeah. Nicks to me, man. Like she her voice good. sounded fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So She's... she does this remix thing or this song that where it actually uses the Stevie Nicks part. And I'm, I'm trying to remember which song it is that, but it, <laughs> anyway, it worked out. She puts her own, you know, lyrics to it, but then it also uses the lyrics or uses the actual stuff from Stevie Nicks. And I don't know yeah, if Stevie Nicks it cut is it Steve. again or. Yes, she did. It oh, okay. I just 17 in there, but. Yeah. Miley Cyrus, unbelievably talented, like you're saying, Gerb, like mm -hmm. you forget Miley. Cyrus. But here's the thing, and it ties back into the pod. Do you know who Miley Cyrus's godmother is? Is it Dolly fucking Parton? Dolly oh, fucking Parton. That's right. <laughs> Dolly fucking Parton. <laughs> Somebody Jesus. make that T-shirt for us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Dolly fucking Parton T-shirt. <laughs> uh, I did not know that. But of course, I guess, you know. Right. Yeah. Who else are you going to pick? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's actually <clears throat> Billy Ray only had like the one song. That's a pretty nice get for him. To, yeah, to, really. On Dolly has a godmother. Is, yeah. uh, Dolly is like, who are you? Like if it was Travis Tritt's kid, I'd be. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't Travis, <laughs> Travis, <laughs> Travis yeah. Tritt reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I got a notification from Spotify this week that they have an option now where we can charge a subscription fee no. for the show. So Set up. What, <laughs> what do you guys think well. we should charge <laughs> Set up. Friends? Set up that paywall. Yeah. Find out who our real friends are. Yeah. Tammy, I'm sorry. It's going to cost you $3.99 <laughs> to listen to the show. <laughs> for, th for three payments of just $19.99, you can get the rest of the year. <laughs> for free? That's yeah, your, for free. That's your... <laughs> I was going to say for free. The good thing like, you're in marketing or you're in finance, not marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes actually that might work three payments of 1999 you get the rest of the show for free <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean selfishly i'm happy that you didn't get to 40 since i lobbed up that drinking a 40 ounce of malt liquor and it terrified me that i was going to have to drink a 40 ounce of yeah. malt liquor we're definitely live oh, potting yeah. it's yeah. coming <laughs> i know it's coming I have to. Chuck's going to be on the local news and ear. Yeah. <laughs> you're not kidding. Secretly happy, Tommy. You didn't get yeah, to 40 have, this week. We have a little bit of time to. I, I need to mentally prepare and pick out which 40 I will be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Go with laser. Laser, laser I think. Oh, had, like, my the gosh. Lowest, yeah. The lowest. They still make laser? I don't know, man. <laughs> When's the last time you looked for a 40, right? That's what I was wondering. I'm like. Yeah. Last time I was in convenient, I'm like, do I remember even seeing that they had them? I'm assuming they do, but oh, you know, I don't they got to still have them. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, Somewhere. you know, you just never look for it. I turned it off to the Cavs lost. Cavs oh, lost. OK, what a shame. So that's the, the mathematical end to that. <laughs> 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 they can tie us. They can no longer beat us. Yes. Jeez. I really thought that that was going to be fun. I thought it was going to be, you know, like one win a week. Yeah. You know, that's all you got to do. And yeah. oh, I don't even know most of the guys that are playing now. It looks like they rotated <clears throat> eight guys tonight. Eight guys. 
Yeah. Well, I'd definitely get minutes if Westbrook was on the team with the eight-man yeah. rotation. He, oh, yeah. He would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they should let fans get out there. Just keep like one yeah, roster spot not? for a fan. This was actually an idea I wanted to push one of the times that I ran for class president in high school was <laughs> a contest where every week one member of the student body would get to play special teams on the football team. <laughs> you put them out there for like one yeah. kickoff and let them run down the field yeah. and do something. Just get them be killed. A oh, no. Yeah. no. I thought that would be a really cool promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and jeans on Friday. <laughs> Those were my policy positions. You oh, had my nice. vote for jeans. <laughs> I hope I had your vote anyway, asshole. Yeah. Well, I think it might have been your idea to write me in freshman year. <laughs> I'm not sure. It would have depend on who you're up against if you had my vote. It was Jessica Sombat, freshman year. Yeah. Bob Slaby, senior year. Okay, Bob <laughs> Slaby. Yeah. Why Chucky. Oh, no, oh, this one's for Tommy. Sorry, Tommy. So the triple, the most triple dog. Chucky, where does Westbrook, Westbrook, damn it. Kentucky, can, man, tonight, shitty. What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?